Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, it is our waiver wire show. I always record this solo show Tuesday mornings uh, going through waiver wires for uh, you know your, your home league, your 12-team PPR league, for the FFPC main event, and for everything in between. And unlike the last couple weeks, we actually have uh, you know, a, a fairly exciting conversation for the waiver wire this week. Uh, and it, it all centers around the running back position due to the injury to Derrick Henry. And that is where we're going to begin with Jeremy McNichols and with Adrian Peterson. So to begin with, if you asked me if I could acquire them both for no cost and I could only have one, I actually think I would prefer McNichols. And the reason why is I don't imagine that the Titans offense is going to work the way they want it to if they're just giving Adrian Peterson Derrick Henry's workload, right? They are going to have to change some things on offense. That means I I believe that they are going to have to go more pass heavy. And also, you know, there's kind of this idea that McNichols is a, a passing down only back, which is true. Um, you know, the way it has worked for him in the NFL. If you look at his career, he has 56 rushes and he has 44 targets. This year, uh, he has only seven rushes and he has 27 targets. He's mostly been used as a third down back. But McNichols was a very, very good college player. Um, his final two seasons at Boise State, and he was doing this at the right age, like he was not a redshirt freshman. So he had, uh, in 2015, he had 240 carries, 1,300 yards, 51 receptions, 460 yards, 26 total touchdowns. His final season, he had 314 carries, 1,700 rushing yards, 37 receptions, 474 yards, and 27 total touchdowns. Uh, and he's bounced around the NFL. He was on San Francisco. He was on Indianapolis. He was on Jacksonville. He actually got drafted by the Buccaneers before finally landing with the Titans and finding this role. Darrington Evans is on the short-term IR. McNichols is our guy. I think that Peterson, I mean, he's 36 years old. Uh, the general consensus is kind of that he is really going to take over those carries. The last time he played, he had 156 carries for 3.87 yards per carry for the Lions. You know, he ran pretty well, but I kind of view this as a um, break glass in case of emergency. So so when I go to go do my bidding, uh, I think in most of my main events, McNichols is already going to be owned because of the way he has been targeted. But I, I would just rather have McNichols than Adrian Peterson. And to get Peterson, by the way, especially in main events, it is not going to be cheap. You know, in your 12-team 
home leagues, you can probably get Peterson for 20% or so. And I actually think McNichols will go for less than that. But I would, I would just rather see, I would just rather have Jeremy McNichols. Also, you know, maybe you could throw uh, a couple bucks at Darrington Evans. I know he is back on the injured reserve. I guess let me make sure that Darrington Evans is back on the uh, the short term IR and not uh, you know not out out because it's it's possible that he would be out out for the rest of the season. Uh, so this is uh, from from Roto World. The second time Tennessee has placed Evans on the end of reserve, meaning, oh, never mind. It means he will miss the rest of the season. So don't listen to me. Do not put any waiver wire dollars on Darrington Evans. I am an idiot. So, yeah, I mean, the rest of their backfield is like Kari Blossom game, Mechie Sargent. You know, those guys I don't really think uh, are, are worth adding. Uh, if Latavius Murray got dropped in your league because of the combination of the injury and the bye week, uh, I could definitely see a 10 to 15 percent bid on him. If Jordan Howard did not get scooped in your league last week, uh, you know, it just looks like he is clearly ahead of Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell did not play in that Eagles game until garbage time. Jordan Howard played 25% of the offensive snaps. He got uh, two goal line carries, converted both of them. Now, Boston Scott had the clear best role. He played 45% of the snaps. He also got 12 carries, also scored two touchdowns. If Boston Scott is somehow still out there in your league, I would imagine, you know, if you're listening to this, you are in a competitive league where you would not be able to add someone like that. But yeah, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard are both ads. Gainwell, not a drop, but it was very disconcerting to see him playing garbage time there uh, for, for the Philadelphia Eagles. If Ty Johnson is available in your league. He is, uh, I mean, he has just earned a ton of targets the last two weeks since Mike White came in for an injured Zach Wilson. He's seen seven and six targets each of the last two weeks. About 45% of all passes that Mike White has thrown have gone to the running backs. Ty Johnson scored a touchdown this last week as well. You know, he is only playing about 30% of the snaps, so not a guy uh, to break the bank for, but I do think he probably does need to be added in you know, 20-man roster, 12-team leagues. Derek Gore saw his first meaningful action for the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night. You know, not clear if they were dissatisfied with Jarek McKinnon, if they were dissatisfied with Darrell Williams, but he came in and got an entire drive to himself, you know, kind of led the Chiefs down the field and scored a touchdown. He played 16 snaps. He had 11 rushes, 48 yards, and a touchdown. He was not targeted. Uh, I, I He has been active for the Chiefs each of their last three games because he's been playing on special teams. Gore is probably a guy that someone in your league is going to like more than you. But he, um, on, on teams I have that are good right now and don't necessarily need, you know, a, a, a Ty Johnson type, I definitely think Gore is going to be worth adding. And I think you can throw you know, eight to 12% on out on him. Remember, Darrell Williams did outtouch him though, 19 to 11. One of the more interesting situations is what's going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars because James Robinson injured his foot in their most recent game that led to Carlos Hyde playing his highest snap share of the season. He played 50 snaps for a 66% snap share. He was targeted eight times in the passing game because they were just getting you know, they were just getting blown out so much and then rushed nine times for 32 yards. I would think Hyde would have, um, you know, a really good role because Dario Ogumbawale played 20% of the snaps. He rushed two times, was only targeted once. They did call up 
uh, or they they signed Devin Ozigbo, who got released by the New Orleans Saints, so he's now on their roster. I I do think that I I would imagine that it would be hard for James Robinson to get back if this foot injury is serious. But Hyde would definitely kind of in most games where James Robinson would be out, he's going to get around 15 touches or so. Um, you know, smaller leagues, I think you can get away with 10, 15% on Carlos Hyde. If Carlos Hyde is out there in any of your main events, your football guys, players, championships, things like that, he is going to be significantly more expensive. The injury bug has finally caught up to Antonio Gibson. Uh, it led to a season-high snap share for Jarrett Patterson. He played 23% of the offensive snaps for the Washington football team, 11 carries, 46 yards, and a target. Antonio Gibson has been dealing with the shin injury all season long, played a season low in snaps, 23 snaps, only got eight rushes. That's less than Jarrett Patterson. And both of them are giving up a bunch of work to J.D. McKissick, who was targeted eight times in the passing game, got three rushes, and played 46% of the snaps. Patterson, definitely a guy worth adding. You know, I mean, I feel like we're pretty close to them just shutting Antonio Gibson down. Um, you know, obviously they're they're not a competitive team. No reason to, to you know do lasting injury to him. Um, and then I guess the the final situation to cover here is the Patriots backfield. They did the flip flop again with JJ Taylor and Ramondre Stevenson. JJ Taylor inactive, Ramondre Stevenson inactive. Um, you know, Ramondre is not going to be out there in a ton of you know high stakes leagues and things like that, but he should be out there in most 12 team PPR leagues. Sorry, he is an amazing it? stash, eight rushes, 25 yards, two targets, uh, and one reception this last week. Uh, you know, nothing like what he was able to do against Dallas or, uh, the, you know, the workload that he had gotten in that Houston game when he came back, but he does, I think need to be rostered in 12 team PPR leagues. Another interesting one that you're not going to see on most waiver wire lists this week is I've seen Trey Sermon getting dropped in a ton of these leagues. And you might be like, Davis, what are you talking about? Why do I want to add Trey Sermon? He literally has zero touches uh, and, and uh, you know, is, is not played since Elijah Mitchell has returned and he's been playing on special teams. But I mean, we already saw Elijah Mitchell went out against Green Bay, 10 rushes, 31 yards, three targets and a touchdown against Seattle, 19 rushes, 89 yards. Like we we know he is he's one Eli Mitchell uh, knee tweak away. And then also Jermichael Hasty. Uh Jermichael Hasty is out there in your league. I actually think he is an even better add than Trey Sermon. He's played 34% of the snaps in each of the 49ers last two games. He's been targeted eight times. He's rushed for six times total, but he would probably be in a 50-50 timeshare with Trey Sermon were Elijah Mitchell to get re-injured. Uh, the wide receiver position, the most interesting guy this week is going to be Van Jefferson. He has been playing a ton of snaps and running a ton of routes, but they're finally targeting him a little bit more often. The last two weeks, he's played 94% and 84% of the team's snaps uh, for the Rams. He did uh, injure his ankle on a long reception that he had uh, in the most recent game against uh, who they played. Oh, they played the Texans. Uh, six targets, three receptions, 88 yards, hurt his ankle. But the only reason he didn't come back in was that they were up by so much and there was there was no reason for it. They bought Ben Skrownick in. But, I mean, Van Jefferson is, is honestly, he's having a, a good season. 39 targets, 24 receptions, 392 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, that Basically, he is the uh, third leading wide receiver for – 
the Los Angeles Rams. He's ahead of Higby in um, usage. So that is that is pretty good. You know, we, we like guys on the Rams. Um, Byron Pringle finally outsnapped Marcus Robinson and McCole Hardman on Monday night. He probably is, uh, you know, needs to be owned in deeper main event style formats. Sterling Shepard injured his knee again last night. I, it, it looked like a non-contact injury to somewhere on his quad. So if, if Kenny Galladay is not able to come back, the the Giants wide receiver group would be John Ross, Kadarius Toney, uh, Darius Slayton, and then maybe Dante Pettis works in there as well. Uh, if Kadarius Toney is somehow out there in your league, he definitely needs to be owned. If Will Fuller has been dropped in your league or if Devontae Parker had been dropped in your league, both of those guys are ads this week as they're about to play Houston. Um, Jamal Agnew, another really interesting guy because he is basically playing the role that we all imagined that uh, our, our guy LaVisca Chenault would be playing the last two games. He's played 72% and 59% of the team's snaps. He has six and 12 targets. He scored a touchdown against Seattle as well. Their only offensive touchdown, six for 38 and a touchdown. You it, you would have to be real hard up with injuries and buys in order to uh, you know in order to start him. But look, hey, I I, I have uh, I certainly have teams where you know Nelson Aguilar or whatever would be getting a start, and Agnew probably has a a better role. Uh, Elijah Moore with Corey Davis banged up had an expanded role for the Jets this last week. Uh, he he had his best game as a professional. Six targets, six receptions, 67 yards. He also got a rush for four yards, actually scored a rushing touchdown the week before um, against New England. So I do think that uh, Elijah Moore, this this could be close to his chance, especially because Mike White has been targeting guys so close to the line of scrimmage. So feels like Moore is probably a better fit for his skill set. Just a, another reminder, if Michael Gallup has been dropped in your league, he is very close. Uh, he's been back at practice and could be activated from the designated for return IR this week. Um, you know, that's about it at the wide receiver position. You know, no one, no one really uh, breaking down, breaking down the doors in terms of being a must add. The tight end position. Unfortunately, Pat Fryermuth got stolen from me in uh, some of my my main events and stuff last week, but. He's got a huge role for the Steelers right now. Uh, he's played 60 and 78% of the snaps the last two weeks. He's been targeted seven times in back-to-back games, scores the touchdown last week against the Cleveland Browns, but clearly has a role in this offense. Dan Arnold uh, came through as the DFS chalk last week, You know, played a ton of snaps, 72% of the offensive snaps, was targeted 10 times, caught eight of them for 68 yards, basically led, actually basically just did lead the Jacksonville Jaguars in wide receiving. Tyler Conklin had, I, I believe it was his best receiving yardage game against the Dallas Cowboys. Actually, I'm wrong. He had, uh, but I mean, he just has a very, he just is out there basically all the time. He has yet to play less than 72% of the snaps for the Vikings this year. Chris Herndon, not really happening. Uh, seven targets against the Dallas Cowboys. He is kind of a a, uh, a stopgap sort of solution at the tight end position. If Evan Ingram has been dropped in your league, there's rumors that he is going to be traded. Uh, don't even know if he will. And by the time you guys listen to this, it, we probably will know if he has been traded or not. But uh, it would be uh, he would be kind of uh, an interesting ad there, and I actually have been holding on to him in some of my leagues. Mo Ali Cox and Jack Doyle 
running a ton of routes, playing a ton for actually Mo Ali Cox is not running a ton of routes. Doyle is, but Mo Ali Cox has the touchdown production. And then Robert Tunyon tore his ACL. The Packers are going this week to play at Arrowhead. Unclear if Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGuerra, which one of them would run more routes, but in deeper leagues, you know, big 12-team leagues, 16-team leagues, things like that. I think Lewis and DeGuerra, both of them are interesting options. The quarterback position, you know, there is, uh, we do have an impact guy here because Taysom Hill is going to be returning to, uh, Taysom Hill is going to be returning to be the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. He missed the last two weeks with um, a concussion. However, uh, you know, Taysom is not a great passer, but in his starts at quarterback last year, uh, he he just ran like crazy. So his first start against Atlanta, 10 rushes, 49 yards, two touchdowns against Denver, 10 rushes, 44 yards and two touchdowns against Atlanta. Again, 14 rushes for 83 yards and against Philadelphia, five rushes for 33 yards, but he crushed as a passer in that game. So it, uh, look, it might be kind of ugly, but Taysom Hill is definitely going to get it done as a fantasy starter. So, uh, and then, you know, kind of your, your, your other guys, you know, your Teddy Bridgewaters, your Tua's, I mean, Tua this week is a really good streamer um, against the Houston Texans. So he would kind of be the streaming option du jour. But, you know, if you were kind of making it through a quarterback this year, you know, if you don't have a Josh Allen, a Kyler Murray, someone like that, I do that. Or, or if Kyler Murray even misses this week with injury, you know, he's dealing with that. uh, I, I believe it was an MCL sprain. Taysom would be a good ad for you this week. So everyone that's going to do it for us here at the Waiver Wire Show, hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful. We'll be back tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.